You have to take the time to be deliberate about it and identify what, what are some of these areas of your life. You have to take that time to self-reflect and say, this is a should. Do I want to make it a must? And why do I want to make it a must? What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Go Get It podcast. I'm your host, Austin Meyer. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, my brother, Hunter Gorski. What up, what up, what up, people? To share stories and lessons that are inspiring us on our journey to go get it. Ideas that are helping us to get into action, to live bravely, and to make the most out of the time that we have. First off, we want to congratulate anyone who has been taking on the 30-day morning challenge. If you started alongside Hunter and me back in late December, tomorrow is 30 days. And we hope that it was a growth experience, that you've built some new habits, building momentum for your days. And of course, if you've if you've taken on this challenge, we'd love to hear about how it went for you. So feel free to send us a message at Go Get It Pod on Instagram, or you can call and leave a voicemail at 707-595-0071, and I'll link that phone number in the description. That's our voicemail if you want to call and ask questions for the listener questions episodes, or if you just want to share about your experience because we'd love to share some of the community responses so everyone knows how other people's journeys are going on this effort to go get it. Today on the podcast, Hunter is going to be sharing a framework that has helped him get into action on things in life that have always been kind of like, eh, I should do that, but I just haven't done it yet. And yes, I know if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, it can be hard to imagine Hunter in that state of mind, but believe me, he has been there just like the rest of us. And he's going to share a little story about that today. So without further ado, I'd like to pass it over to my brother, Hunter Hunt. Share your story. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Thank you, Stig. And Mm -hmm. um, I don't think I brought up the big TR Tony Robbins on this podcast on this podcast before, but um, you know that I'm a huge Tony Robbins fan. I do know that. Um, One of my favorite authors, definitely my favorite motivational speaker. uh, And I think that he's just right on the money with a lot of the things that he talks about. Uh, and he's got years and years of experience. And anyway, he, he oftentimes is the one to get me into action. The things that mm. he says really connect with me. And, um, you know, I think for different people at different times, you know, you could hear the same information, but it could come from a different person and at a specific time in your life and it just hits. And at right. other times it doesn't, it just seems with a lot of the things he says. And at the time when I'm consuming his information, it just hits. And one of those things, um, is he, he talks about turning your shoulds into musts mm. and how you don't get your shoulds out of life, you get your must. And so uh, he, he goes on to talk about this, this concept further and he says, you know, so, so how do you make something a must? And I guess I would pose that question to you, like how, how do you make something a must? How do I make something a must? <laughs> I think for me, it's just, the, it's just a, mindset, a, a mindset shift of telling myself like this is a non-negotiable. I remember back to the Stanford soccer days, we actually had things that we we called, this is a non-negotiable of the program. And it's like, no matter what is happening in the world around us, we can, we know that this is the bedrock. And so for me, it's turning, it's just, it's just saying to myself, this is a must. And that's where it all starts. That's exactly right. And so that, that's what it is. You have to decide. So that's how you turn something from a should to a must. You decide, you make a conscious decision, he would argue, 
that no matter what, you're going to achieve your goal or you're going to change that should to a must. But the thing is, is that it's very difficult to just make that decision. I'm sure a lot of people listening right now are thinking that and have enough conviction to actually follow through on it, to prioritize it, to sacrifice for it, to pursue in, in spite of the distractions and, and the adversities that you face. That's the tough part. And so the next part of that is, okay, well, in order to have that conviction, in order to put something behind that decision, you need enough moment emotional momentum to do so, which is you need a why. You need something compelling enough that is going to drive you. And the other thing that's difficult is just manufacturing a why out of thin air, right? Mm -hmm. right. Um, and so Tony goes on to describe, and, and, and the reason why this, was, this is so profound for me because it, it gives a little... It makes, all of this con it makes all of this conscious. And so he goes on to describe that we're all either moving towards pleasure or, or we're moving away from pain. And he goes on to say that if you associate enough pleasure or enough pain with achieving or not achieving your desired outcome, then you will consistently leverage yourself into action. Hmm. And... For me, where, where this, you know, where this, in this particular example, when I was reading this in his book, I was, you know, he asked you at the end of the book to identify um, some of these areas of your life where you have a should and you want to turn it into a must. And we'll be doing that at the end of this episode. But um, one of those areas was in my finances. One of the things that I knew I should be doing was setting myself up for the future with some sort of, you know, long-term investment in myself, like an individual retirement account or 401k, that kind of thing. That's, you know, the thing that's really far off that right. people tell you it's important and you should have it. Um, <laughs> but I just like, you know, it's hard. those things are oftentimes the, the hardest things to make a priority. Uh, and then any, w when I was hearing him say this, that ended up popping into my head is like, this is something that was a should. And I was like, you know, I'm going to make this a must. And the reason I made it a must in this example, what gave me enough leverage on myself, my why, I had to go in and find that and be mm. like, okay, you know, why is this going to be important to me that I do it today? And really it came down to, to freedom. And I, when I reflect on it a little bit more, that ends up being the word that comes up in, in, in my head for a lot of the reasons I do the things I do, um, which is I want to have, I want to have the freedom to live life on my terms and to explore the things I want to explore in my life with the people I want to go on that journey with. You hear me say that all the time. Mm -hmm. um, and I just think that sometimes if you don't have that uh, financial freedom or freedom of movement, uh, then that could impact that situation. And so that, 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 that area of my life and investing in that future self, I don't want to find myself, you know, at, at 65, 70 years old and not having the freedom to continue to explore life on my terms. Um, right. and that's kind of what was like, all right, you know what, if I want that to be a reality, then I need to stop making it a should. I need, I need to start making it a must. Um, gotcha. And I think and so, that, and can I, can I ask you a question? On yeah, that? yeah, please. Yeah. Hit me. So, so it was the framework that he was presenting in the way that it struck you was like, okay, I need to turn this should, which in your case is that personal finances and saving for the long-term future. I need to turn that should into a must. And is the first step then that you had to go and kind of uh, reflect on yourself is how can I tie a why that is powerful enough to 
that goal that will actually leverage me into action because I can see how the why maybe beforehand, before you read this, before you had this framework, maybe the why was just because people say I should. Yeah. Because it's supposedly a smart thing to do and Hunter at 65 will thank me now. Yeah, well, that and after I, after I, you know, decide after I created that why for it, I was like, okay, well now I need to like arm myself with the information to really drive this home. And that's another place where Tony filled in the gaps, right? Because he'll give you all of the reasons why this is going to be important and it's going to, you know, allow you to live life on your terms. And if you don't do this, what the pain is going to be associated with that. And I built up enough pain with the idea of not doing it and enough pleasure with the (laughs) idea of doing it to get me into action to actually do it. Um, And so I did it. And I think oftentimes, and the reason why I'm bringing this concept up and this story up, I think oftentimes we wait, and, and it, it, isn't even, it isn't even consciously, we wait for life circumstances to force upon us enough pain to make a decision. Mm. Like somebody dies, or you go to the doctor and you get a devastating report from him that you're completely unhealthy, and you know if you don't change something, you're headed on a really doomed path doomed mm-hmm. path or or you lose you know or a significant other leaves you or you know whatever it is like these these things that happen in life that end up causing enough pain within you that you're like oh wow right. i need we've to all, make a change now we've all we've all heard the stories of like people hitting the rock bottom and that's and that was the reason that they changed absolutely and so and i guess the thing that uh, the idea that i really like to to play around with is like okay but like why wait for that thing like, can we be, can, can we avoid that situation? And to me, I posed the question to myself, like, well, how do you avoid that situation? And I like the answer is to be deliberate. You have to take the time to be deliberate about it and identify what, what are some of these areas of your life? You have to take that time to self-reflect and say, this is a should, do I want to make it a must? And why do I want to make it a must? So I want to, I want to ask you because I think oh, that here we go. Hot seat. I th- hot seat. Here we you're go. You're on the hot seat now, man, because I think that you do have the you do have like a you know a big or multiple big whys in your life for the things that you're pursuing. So the first mm-hmm. first thing I would I would want to ask you is like, why do you wake up every morning and run? Because I so, know I know it's not just to be fit. Right. Right. So six days a week. Six days a week. Mondays I Mondays I don't run immediately. It's recovery day, so I will say that. But why do I get up and run? I think that when I finished playing college soccer and didn't make it to the MLS and I was kind of putting soccer behind me, I was trying to fill in this hole in my life that had been left behind by soccer. And I was trying to find something. And when I came across ultra running and this distance running, I was surprised that it immediately captivated me, that it was like all I cared about, all I wanted to do. And it really came in to fill that, that void that was left behind when I stopped playing soccer. I was surprised about that because I had never done any running. I'd never run a race before. But then when I started to think about, okay, why why do I love this? Why is this something that I'm so motivated to do, even though it's so painful so often? I realized just how fulfilled I am as a person to have a sport where I can consistently push my limits, where day in, day out, I can feel 
you know, my body working really hard and get into a meditative state in nature, a, a sport that demands the lifestyle of being an athlete to stay healthy because I'm putting so much stress on my body. I'm forced to take care of it in a way that it is my temple. I'm forced to sleep well. I'm forced to eat well. I'm forced to do my stretching and foam rolling. And there's a quote that I've always thought about when it comes to my running. It's at the top of my Strava profile, my bio. Strava is an app where we track like our running, you know, all our runs and our statistics and stuff like that. And it comes from the book Walden from Henry uh, Thoreau. And the quote in his book, Walden, is, I took a walk in the woods and came out taller than the trees. And I read that and I was like, let me just flip it just a little bit. And so on the, on the top of my Strava bio, it says, I took a run in the woods and came out taller than the trees. Mm. It's not I took a run and like crushed my splits and did it super fast and came out taller than the trees. It's I took a run and came out taller than the trees. And for me, that's why I get up every morning and I go run. Because when I push wow. myself, when I, when I am in the process of seeing growth over time in the way that consistent running is all about, I come out of nature and I feel like I'm on, I'm like on top of the world. Like I feel so confident. Problems that I had in my life feel like they faded away. And sure, there are runs where it's like, a struggle absolutely but i see that as part of the journey and and so like all this comes together to to make me want to get up and run wow you should be a salesman for mother nature if mother, <laughs> hello you need a salesman for nature we got one right here we You're got selling one right me, here brother. I, yeah and and, it, and it, you know it's fascinating to me because that is very descriptive of a moving towards pleasure mentality mm. and I would think, and I'm sure this is also, I, I mean, I'll ask you whether this is a component of it. Like, what do you feel like on days when you don't, when you don't run? Cause for me, it's like on days that I don't work out, I'm thinking mm -hmm. about like all of the pain I'm going to feel, you know, like, like how disappointed I am in myself for not working out or how crappy I feel could not working out or how I'm not moving towards becoming a better version of myself. And oftentimes that's what motivates me to like go and get after it. It's just yeah. wanting to avoid that pain. Does that play into it at all for you? Or when you wake up on a morning where it's like, it's a little bit more difficult is what's pulling you through. Like I want to get back into nature and get to that elevated state and, 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 you know, feel that meditation is, does, does the, yeah. the pain ever play in there? I think that moving away from pain was definitely a huge part of me finding ultra running. Cause like I said, when I didn't have something that filled the void that was left behind from soccer, I felt a lot of pain and that yeah. led me to try these things and get into the sport of ultra running. I don't feel like on a day to day basis, even when I go through tough runs that I just like, I'm not feeling it, you know, occasionally I'll think of the mantra, like remember tomorrow. I think about myself tomorrow, reflecting back on today. And yeah. thinking like, oh, am I proud of what I did? Do I look back at yesterday and think like, hey, way to go. You got it done, even though it wasn't the, wasn't the perfect day. So sometimes yeah. I will remember that. But most often what I'm saying on those days when things are hard is this is just part of the process. 
And oftentimes these hard days, this is where you grow. This is where character is built. Not the days like today, I went out for 14 miles and I was feeling great and flying. Like, great. Cool, that's a good day and it's a great indicator of progress. But the days where character is really built are the days when you get it done when you're not feeling perfect. And I know that and I remind myself that of those tough days. Yeah, right on. And then do you find that do you find that it's that, that it's similar for you in other aspects of your life that you're moving that you're moving towards pleasure more than you're moving to avoid pain? Hmm. This is good for everybody else to reflect to as well. Like if you're listening right now and you know, self evaluate this is a great place to start, you know, yeah. self evaluate the things you're doing and why do you actually do them? Do you do them to avoid pain or, or to gain pleasure or the combination of the two for, for myself? I think a lot of it is, is it, I think it is a, a combination of, of the two, mm. but I probably skew more towards avoiding pain. Mm. Do you want to give an example? Um, well, I just gave the example of like, you know, working out or just in terms of progressing towards different goals right. that I have. It's like, it's like a sense of if I don't do this, I know I'm going to feel really like I'm not going to be happy with myself because I'm, I, I could have done more. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I guess I, I guess when you frame it like that, some of the things that come to mind for me is like in my pursuit of becoming the best documentary filmmaker that I could be like there's part of me that that thinks moving when it, when you talk about moving away from pain there's part of me that thinks like i want to give it my all and i want to take risks and live bravely and really push myself to be the best i can be because i don't want to get to the point when i'm 90 years old and i'm looking back at the stories that i've told and think i played it safe like that's now terrifying we're that's terrifying. That, that's terrifying to me, Hunter. Hell yeah, that's terrifying. That's to a me. And exactly. And I could hear from the way you're saying that that that's a big compelling why. Like you want to achieve everything you can achieve. Oh, before yeah. you hit that rocking chair at ninety. That's absolutely right. And I there's you know after I finished uh, after I finished college, I did some journalism, freelancing, worked at the LA Times. I did two years. I worked at a tech company called SAP and it was a time where I was kind of like searching for what was next. Wasn't sure if journalism was right for me. And I was at this job and I went completely through the motions. Hunter, I can't even look at that building anymore when I go back to Palo Alto. Wow. Because, because that is one of my deepest fears is to live a life where I'm going through the motions. And unfortunately, that building has kind of come to physically represent that. It's the symbol of that because... Because it's just, it, it, that's where the state of mind I was in when I was working there. And so that just terrifies me. And uh, recently, I did go back for the first time since I quit that job. At night, the building was closed. And I just like went in the car and looked at that building to remind myself of like, I never want to be in a place where I'm just going through the motions. Yeah, so now thing. now we're getting there now we're getting there huh now we're getting now you can feel yeah. we're getting there don't yeah. you yeah so and i think it's push a good, and pull of pleasure and pain yeah and i think that like don't like we should we shouldn't discriminate against like pushing away for, you know like avoiding pain i think anything mm -hmm. that can serve as that can serve you as a motivator 
as a mm-hmm. force to get you into, into action, you should leverage that force and just be real with yourself right. and identify what it is that's pushing you and just ride that wave. Um, mm. But that's that's a great example from you. Is there anything in particular? Go ahead. You said you, you were going to say well, something. Well, I was just going to say, I mean, that, that even what you said right there is an interesting kind of change of, of perspective for me because anytime I've gone back to Palo Alto to do film work or just visit the school, I've intentionally avoided going to that building because I think... I'm I'm kind of like ashamed of who I was when I was there in some aspects. But now what you're saying is like, no, like we can use Be grateful that. for it. Yeah. And we can use that as a motivator for what's next. Go sit in that parking lot and reflect on who you were back then, what was going on in your life and be grateful for how much fire I have right now and what I'm doing. And that can be a point of leverage to say like, oh my gosh, let's go get it and what I'm doing right now. That's right, babe. That's right. That's right, baby. <laughs> That's let's right. go. <laughs> I love that. I love that. That's big time. And I, I want to ask you because I started with something, you know, something at the top of the episode that was a should for me that I made a must. And it was a highly practical example. I'm sure I could think of others, but is there anything for you that, um, that you can identify? No, I'm putting you on the spot here, but you know, we do everything <laughs> off the cuff. Um, <laughs> that was a should that you turned into a must and and what was your why for doing so any i know that we've hit a couple on you already you know so yeah mm-hmm. i'm gonna take a second here take a second man <clears throat> i'll just edit out this part no we'll, we'll put this part right on there <laughs> 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 this is too good to edit out right now though. <laughs> um for a long time it's been challenging for me to keep very organized. And I say that in terms of having structure and schedule and to-do lists because I love spontaneity and freedom. And as I've gotten busier, as opportunities have come up in with doing podcasts with you, with doing work with Business Insider this year, and my schedule has just become more and more packed, I'm realizing, or I realized early on, okay, I really should take more control of organizing and structuring days because it's so easy for them to slip away. And because I'm so busy, now I never have any time for myself. Now I have never, I never have any time to do my passion projects or to just like sit in silence or just lay out in the sunshine. Yeah. Like if you don't organize, you won't have your freedoms that you so desperately want. Exactly. So that was, that was the perspective change. And that's when I went from, okay, I should be doing this organization to, I must do this organization. And what that's looked like is, I mean, before this year, Hunter, I hardly knew how to use like Google calendar. Like I didn't use a calendar. And now I'm like throwing up meetings on that calendar and like keeping it, you know, what I'm going to be doing tomorrow list. And it's not strict, but it's more structure because I realized that the fear was if I put structure into my day, I'm going to lose freedom. But what I've, what I've found is that it actually has given me more freedom and that perspective change turned that should into a must that I've been really happy with. I think, I think a theme that's come through on this episode now is just this idea. And, and it's probably consistent 
I don't, I don't know, but the large majority of people, if not everybody, is, is wanting to be free on your terms and to do the things that you want to do in life. I think, I, I, you know, most people probably want that. And it seems to me it's like it's a, it could be a really compelling and motivating um, force to actually get into action on the things that you know you should be doing. And it comes down to, like, how disgusted are you <laughs> with, with not being able to experience a certain level of freedom in your life. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening, sit in that for a second. How disgusted are you with not being able to experience a certain amount of freedom in, a, in an aspect of your life that's important to you? Mm-hmm. And maybe that can inspire you to take some action in some, in some part of your life. So that's a good lead into um, the Go Get It Challenge of the Week. And so to help you along with this um, discovery process, this is my, this is our challenge to you. So first, identify two things in your life that are a should that you are going to make a must. That's step one. Step two, write down what is stopping you currently from making it a must. And then step number three is write down why you are going to change each of those things from a should to a must. If you don't feel you have associated enough pain or pleasure with turning that shit into a must, then go deeper until you feel enough momentum within yourself that you are convinced that you are actually going to follow through on that. And then obviously if you do both of them, that would be amazing. But if not, pick the one that's more compelling to you and start taking some actions in alignment towards fulfilling mm. that. That's, uh, great. that's the go get a challenge for the week. Austin, loved a little bit of discovery here hey man thanks for, putting us, really. me, thanks for putting down this spot i love that you told me before the episode do not read the outline i love it that's right don't read the outline let's go in <laughs> so appreciate everybody for joining us this week on the go get a podcast like you are every week on the go get a mm-hmm. podcast and this week do not forget go get it go get it folks <laughs> <laughs>